Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On The Matter. I'm your girl, Obi Chiapa, and if this is your first episode, welcome. On The Matter is a community where people who are actively on their hustle, working on a goal, or doing whatever it is can come together to be encouraged, to be supported, and to be motivated to keep on keeping on. And in that, I tend to, I love to feature stories of people who are actively on their matter. And when it comes to it, I swear to God, like, Mr. Jeremy Wilson, whom I have today, is nothing short of that. Um, so I'm so excited about this conversation. Um, as I said, my guest today is Mr. Jeremy Wilson, and he is going to tell me all about his life. He is the host and the founder of the podcast called Blood, Sweat, and Tears, where he interviews different, not just MMA fighters, but like different fighters across the board, their coaches and all whatnot. And um Right before their fights, after their fights, he talks about their journeys and he really does humanize a lot of these fighters um, and just he shows them in a different light. Because for most of us who just watch the fights, um, we just see them fight. But then these conversations, the conversations that you have with them actually like illuminate a different side of them where we see that their family, like they have families and, you know, they have different projects. You know, we find out what drives them, what keeps them going. And I love everything about Blood, Sweat and Tears. So with that, Jeremy, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me today. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I met Jeremy. Uh, we were, well, I met Jeremy because one of our friends, Gio, shout out to Gio. And he, um, it's Gio of Tipsy Therapy. I have to put that out there. But um, he actually created this group of podcasters to come together on Instagram to support each other. And that's how I met Jeremy and everything he was doing. And I was just blown away by the interviews he has, all of the people he's been able to bring on his interview, on his podcast and just everything he does. And then in conversations, I got to learn so much more about him and with everything, like he inspires me so much. He is one of the most hard and like hardworking people and down to earth I've ever met. So I am so excited about this conversation. I can't wait to hear everything. So that said, I do want um, you to kick us off, please, with just letting us know your background and telling us where you're from and all that good stuff. Uh, my name is Jeremy Wilson. I'm half Hawaiian and half indigenous to Canada. So my you know, my dad's a, a native Canadian. Oh. And I grew up mixed mixed race and just kind of two different cultures, but two completely very different. Cultures. But two oh, really? In the sense for okay. the fact that they're both like people of the earth, you know what I mean? So mm, it's like yeah, yeah. both mindsets is like ocean is ocean and sun, God type deal, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. So were you did you grow up in Hawaii or did you grow up in Canada or were you back and forth? Back and forth, but I spent more time in Canada growing up. Well, let's talk about how, like, what you do. Right now, the podcasting-wise, or... No, like, like full-time, uh, like, and, like... Okay, so let's start with what you went to school for. Uh, initially, like, basketball was my passion always growing up. So kind of, like, I grew up in a troubled home, and uh -huh. kind of basketball was my outlet you know what I mean I knew if I grinded I'd get a scholarship for that and that was mm -hmm. my escape as, as sad as it sounds uh, that was my escape and I knew that was my freedom I grew up in an abusive home so mm -hmm. and uh, just right. kind of just the things I saw my mom go through it was like okay mm -hmm. I never want my kids to go through what I went through you know what I mean absolutely so, absolutely and so absolutely. that was kind of my driving force was to 
to get away from basketball. I got a scholarship for basketball. And then my first year, I broke my back in a car accident. And then from there, my life, my life kind of just spiraled because that was, that was like what kept me together. That was, the, yeah. you know, from six years old, my dad was pretty hard in that regard. Like, oh, like you're playing ball, you know what I mean? And so from yeah. six years old on, it was like, okay, that was, that was it. Basketball kept me together. And it was, yeah. As hard as he was on me, it was, I loved it though, you know? So it wasn't like he was like forcing me to do something I didn't like. I like, I love yeah. ball. Yeah. I saw that as an outlet. So that once I broke my back, my life kind of spiraled and I just lost connection with myself I lost connection with my purpose and and I was so ashamed too it was weird like I didn't even tell my parents like the truth of everything that happened I told them I quit basketball because I felt like they would have been so disappointed that and you had an injury you yeah, were injured but I got it I was drunk and the other person was drunk and another person died in the accident you know what I mean so it was just like oh I just God. felt just I don't know I just felt so disappointed in myself and I just was my mom was especially everything I'd already told already like my mom was just kind of like it was a lot it's a lot yeah and so I just didn't want to disappoint them anymore and so yeah like I lied about the injury and just told them I quit and kind of like which is weird too because then when I told them I quit they were like even more disappointed obviously They're like what like you just quit basketball yeah 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 so, so how could, did you chat sorry cut you off I was, like, I, was, I, was, I, was, I couldn't I couldn't walk for a year fully and in that space, I was just in like a really bad mind space and kind of just started connecting with people who didn't serve me. And mm. from there, it kind of just spiraled. Like I was just, like I said, I was just kind of connected with the wrong people. And then I started teaching preschool and mm-hmm. once then at preschool and kindergarten, and I won an award, like young and inspiring teacher for the province and oh, wow. Aboriginal Native role model of the year for the province. Oh, and it just wow. felt like a hypocrite. Because I was like, even though I was doing all these good programs, I was running like a boys and girls group. I was coaching basketball, coaching soccer, running the summer camp for the city. But then on the weekends, I'm hanging out with drug dealers and stuff, right? So it was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, once I saw myself on these posters and stuff and people actually like looking to me for help. Yeah. Guidance in a sense. And it just kind of just flipped the switch. So I was at 22... I quit everything cold turkey on my 22nd birthday, quit drinking, quit doing drugs. And that was kind of just a turning point in my life. And then I started training martial arts. So this is where it gets interesting. I started training martial arts and I was, like I said, I was hanging out with the wrong people. That's what I yeah, yeah. When I started training, I was like, oh yeah, Jared's going to learn even better how to fight, you know? But it was the opposite. Once I started training, it was, it brought discipline into my life. I was exerting yeah. all this, all this channeled up energy and anger that I'd bottled up forever. I was yeah. using that. And I gained 110 pounds after I broke my back. So I was 280 pounds. I was really fat. And my wow. mindset my, and my everything, my confidence was just at an all-time low. And after I started training martial arts, I lost 50 pounds in two months. And that kind of just 15 or one five. You five lost zero. 50, five zero pounds in two months. 50 pounds in two months. and Training uh, my, martial arts. Training. And my first trainer, Jody Ingalls, so I'll give a shout out to him. He, uh... He just kind of grew up through the Japanese style of martial arts. So everything Ooh. was, there was lessons to everything we did. You know, every time we, every time we did a class at the end of the day, we'd sit down for 15 minutes, just kind of talk about current events, things going on, kind yeah. of correlate some kind of lesson, some kind of like Buddhist lesson into the, what we were the doing. The training there. and what you were doing at that time. That's interesting. So, That's interesting. And so for me at that point in life, I was just, 
I was kind of so lost that I just, I took to it and yeah, yeah. it just, it's exactly what I needed. So coming full circle to me working in an industry with my podcast, talking to fighters now, it's, it's, it's interesting how the universe works, works because everything came full circle, like Absolutely. Thir- 13 years later, you know, like. That's, that's, wow. I did not see that coming. That was, that was. Wow, that is full circle. That is that's a lot. And but that's a testament to just who you are and how you were able to make great out of a not so great situation because with everything you were always looking for that outlet. And even though you even when you were at that space where you were hanging out with the with the wrong crowd on the weekends, you were still using your life for the better. Like, you know, you were still coaching kids, you were still teaching kids. So yeah. that's that's a that's 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 a big deal, Jer. Like that's that's a lot, and that's a big that's a huge testament to who you are. I have a new level of appreciation and respect for you. Oh my god! Oh my god! Wow! So walk me through what made like what inspired you? Um, did you so did you take on any? Did you go into fighting professionally, or was this just something you were training to do on your own to just get um, into shape? At first, started just to get into shape, and then I, okay. then I loved it, and then I loved I loved the fighting aspect and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I had four four fights, mm-hmm. one three, lost one, and then I had a couple kickboxing fights in Thailand. And wow, I kind of I kind of let like outside noise influence me though, because I was like twenty five in this transition kind of now, and mm-hmm. I had people telling me I was too old to get into this yada yada as a professional sport. And I kind of started listening to that, you know, and then I got offered the job in Alberta where I was making good money. So I remember there was a point where I was in Edmonton and a, a different trainer wasn't mine. He called me and he was like, hey, like, so and so got pulled out of the fight. He's like, you want to fight Elmer Waterhand, who had like 27 pro fights and I had zero. And so it would have been my pro debut. And he's like, you'll beat him, yada, yada, yada. And it was thousand dollars. A thousand dollars to show, like a thousand dollars to show, and I had a job offer that same week where I was going to go make like ten grand for a month. You know what I mean? So it was kind of just at that point where I made the decision to to go for a security more so than chasing my fighting dreams in a sense. And like I said, I was listening to outside noise though, and I remember specifically Tristan Connolly, who's a fighter from Victoria. Okay. At that stage, I was way better than him, and he's in the UFC now, you know what I mean? So it just goes yeah. to show for him, like he, he believed in himself. And, yeah. but in saying that though, that wasn't, it wasn't my journey though. Cause it kind of, this kind of, everything kind of led me to where I am right now. So. Exactly. 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 I think, I think that's something like we tend to look back and sometimes with the comparison, it's like, what if I did this, if I did that? And it's, it's really about staying the course and then watching God bring it all together. So you can see what it was meant to be. And then when you get to that point where you're aligned and it's like, this is exactly where I should be. This is what I should be doing. And it's like, there's a, it feels good. It feels good. And there's less regrets. It's more so appreciation than, than regret. And then you're doing what you're doing and then you're just happy and you're going with the flow. So that's, wow, that's great. That's great. So what, so, but why, like, how did you get into fighting? Because, so, because it's a stretch from fight like basketball, which was what you were used to and what you knew. So like deciding to go into fighting as a, almost like a different kind of outlet, even though you were like, and just given where you were at that time with the wrong crowd and stuff like that, like what exactly led you to pick fighting? 
yeah, it's like I, I had a, one of my students who I coached. So I coached, when I told you I coached, I coached a team from grade six until they were okay. in grade 12. Okay. So I coached them from being 10-year-old boys to they're 17. You know what I mean? I got to see a full growth in them, but they got to see like a full growth and change in me too. So that was mm. also fun and inspiring because they saw me and that shift of like sobriety to drugs to broken back to yeah, sobriety yeah. type deal. So but um, yeah, so one of my students, Devin, who's rest in peace, he passed away a couple of years ago. He uh, he inspired me. He was just like, he was always super fit. And he was huge for a high school student. You know, like he, mm-hmm. was like, he always challenged me physically and mentally. Like he would push yeah. my, like try to push my buttons because he was yeah. physically knew he could, you know, and it was, he was just yeah. like a huge child. And he was like, yo, like, let's, let's go kickbox, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, okay, okay, I'll try kickboxing now. Like I'm. I was, okay. I was huge at that point, you know, and at that point, okay. my, my confidence was so low. I was, it was the lowest I've ever been mentally. And so I kind of, yeah, he encouraged me to go to one class. And from there, it was just a different way of pushing myself. I've always been the person that I thrive under pressure. I like, mm. I, like work, mm. I like working hard. Hard work makes me feel good. Yeah. And, and awesome. that was it, you know? Awesome. Awesome. So how did you get into Blood, Sweat and Tears? Like what made you create this podcast and want to feature a different set of fighters? Like, sorry, want to feature a different side of fighters than what we typically see on the ring? Uh, So like I said, Mm -hmm. I worked oil and gas for the last 10 years and Mm -hmm. I was in a really bad space mentally with that job even too. Just kind of the toxicity of people and just the mindset where I was at in my life. I was, Mm -hmm. as I've talked to you in the last six months when we got to know each other, I've yeah. Had a lot of growth as you are. And so I was just in a bad mind space, uh, working in the state, working in Texas and Wyoming. And then COVID forced me to move back to Canada. And mm-hmm. I, me and my ex still had a place together. So I was like forced to move into a space with her. Yeah. And I just kind of, she's a musician. So she plays the piano, she sings, she plays a guitar. Mm-hmm. And so when we were living together in that space during the like, lockdown, we had two months lockdown. Yeah. Just watched her create beautiful magic in front of my face, you know? Yeah, yeah. Inspired. I was like, oh, like, because it was, I didn't get to see her in her true element a lot. And that was her true element, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that was like, yeah, like, I want that, you know? Like, I want that feeling because she was just creating on the fly. So I was like, I want to do what I want to do. And sports has always been my passion. Yeah. Talking to people has always been my passion. Connecting mm-hmm. has always been a passion. And I always yeah. felt that I have something to offer and even just in the conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I kind of just, I don't know, I just reached out to some people on Instagram and then Brandon Royville, he replied and we did an interview and then all of a sudden a couple of Devin Clark replied a couple of days later and then Josh Emmett a couple of days later and all of a sudden I had three interviews in, in seven days and now I just did episode 48 for Blood, Sweat, and Tears IG Live. And then I got two now done on, for the actual podcast opposite of the of the IG Lives. And I can't keep up. That's crazy. That's crazy. And and shout out, shout out to, shout out to your ex for like really aligning, like inspiring you to do that. And shout out to you for seeing someone creating, like creating and wanting to do that because Everybody does. And a lot of times we do see people create and we're not. And at, like, you know, we just watch and criticize as opposed to like figuring out what we can do and how we can make it happen. So that's, 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 that's great. Shout out to you for that. Um, 
My next question is like, what keeps you motivated to, to, to keep, what keeps you motivated and what inspires you to like keep pushing blood, sweat and tears? I just love it so much, you know, like every, every conversation yeah. I have, everything I do, no matter what, if it's sending a million emails to yeah. prepping for an interview to watching fights or whatever, I, I, I just love everything. And just every time I have an interview and a conversation, um, a fighter or whoever it is that I talk to genuinely will like shoot me a message after. And it's always just really aff affirming that what I'm doing is right because like I have guys asking me or girls asking me for advice and I'm like bro like I'm you're the one inspiring me I'm talking to you because you inspired me and then yeah yeah and then they're, they're asking me for advice and help and stuff like that and it's, it's yeah awesome. yeah and I'm just I, I like introducing the the mental side of the sport as you yes I did I did want to I did want to talk about that because I you are very you are very very key on you're very big on the mental aspect of the sport which is something I love because I think I told you this I'm so I studied uh psychology and sociology in my undergrad so my like I I love psychology I love the study of human behavior so I always would approach something from the psychological aspect of it so example a friend of mine is obsessed with um, heavyweight boxing. And in order to understand the sport more, like in order to understand him more at the time, I got into heavyweight boxing. But what I did was I tried to understand it from a mental point of view. So example, like Anthony Joshua, he actually has a fight tonight, but he's like yeah. my favorite heavyweight boxer. And like with every fight, the way I would get into every fight is I would watch the highlights of the boxer. And then I would watch like... I would watch the press conference when the fight is announced, the press conference before. And then I'd see that, like, I would always look, but I'm always looking out for the mental cues. And then to find out where he is mentally, like, how are, he, how are the questions being answered? Comparing that to the previous conversation. And it's like, that's how, that's what made boxing interesting for me. So when I, when, when you approached it, when I noticed that you were, like, one of your questions was always like, how do you, how important do you feel is the mental aspect of the fight? Or do you feel is more like the mental preparation or is it more physical? And like, that's, that's one of your key questions. And almost every, I think I want to say a hundred percent of the time that's because I really can't think of a time when someone played it down or said it, it didn't matter. Like everyone emphasized the mental part of it. Example, like even Rob Font, who you, um, interviewed last night. Well, I watched it this morning. I watched the, the IG live interview today. He said, he was like, you can psych yourself out and you can lose a fight before it even starts. And I was just like, boom. So what made you get into the mental aspect of fighting and like really trying to, or like understand where me like fighters are with their mental? Like what made you interested in that part, that piece of it? I think for the fact that I have my own story, I just understand that everyone has their stories. So yeah, I, just, I like to show that. And so like the blood, sweat and tears, just the name itself is just kind of, yes. it's just the, the battle that everyone's gone through. And so that's why like, I know my show can expand to anything really, because it doesn't have to be tied to just martial arts. So that could be yep. anyone. A, a, a doctor could have a blood, sweat and tears story. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's like, everyone has a story behind the story. So I think just my passion for fighting and then that kind of just also just kind of led to showing that side of the fighter and then just getting messages from people who aren't even fight fans or UFC fans. And yeah. then they're my, they're podcast fans of mine. You know what I mean? And they're like, 
they, I love how you show the side of the fighter and you show the realness of the fighter and stuff. So it's just, it was just always affirming. And I just I know athletes have so much more to offer than just what is shown on TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you do a phenomenal job highlighting everything else that they have to offer. So kudos to you for that. Um, what, so you are someone who is very, very mindful. Like you practice mindfulness, like you're very heavy on meditation and all of that. And if somebody was trying to, and you've, you've overcome a lot, you know, you've been in situations that a lot of people find themselves in. And a lot of times people feel buried in their circumstance that they either like borderline go into depression and but they stay there they don't do anything so if you were to like what would you say to someone who is battling depression really battling their thoughts and really like doesn't even know where to begin to get up get out of bed like what advice would you have for someone who is just struggling through it and can't can't figure it out I'd say like surrounding yourself with people who care about you and genuinely care for your health and well-being is absolutely is, is huge. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. obviously, it's, it starts with yourself. So you have to you have to believe in yourself too, and you have to want to change. That's absolutely. that's it too, and just an understanding. But uh, coming back to this, who you surround yourself with when you're around people who live out of love. Yes. That's gonna rub off on you, right? But if you're like constantly that. around people who are negative, then that's what it's gonna be, right? So for me, my switch was just kind of just making my circle around people who I knew generally care about me, and then people who I knew forever. It was it's not always easy cutting people out who yeah you've known for fifteen twenty years, and you kind of just feel like you owe them something, but you don't owe anybody anything. You just owe no, yourself. you do not. You owe, you owe yourself. So much more. Yeah, we do. We do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it really go, goes back to picking yourself, choosing you and deciding like, this is this matter. I matter to me. I can't matter to anyone else if I don't matter to me. And like really focusing on ourselves to like push and, and try. And, and that's, thank you for saying that. That's awesome. And just living out of love is just truly my, I truly believe that's the answer to everything in life. Mm-hmm. I like that. Living out of love. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, Jared, this has been a great conversation. You know, I am a quote collector and you know, I like my quotes. So I wanted to know if you have a quote, a saying, a music lyric, like a song lyric, like something that keeps you like that realigns you and keeps you on the matter or keeps you like grinding through whenever it is you feel out of alignment. Just uh, trust the process and enjoy the journey. And that's, that's the felt about really, because it's not going to be here forever. It's not going to be here forever, but it's here right now. So why not enjoy it? And the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't matter. So all that matters is right now. And so. I like that. I like that so much. I like that so much. Thank you so much, Jared. This has been a great conversation. And I will just ask you to sign us all out. And that's really by saying my name is and I'm on the matter. My name is Jeremy Wilson and I'm on the matter. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, it's your girl Obi and stay on the matter. Bye, everyone.